I love the drunks, I love the druggies, I love the LGBTIs, I love the hookers, the dancers, the chancers, the romancers. I'm neither policeman, politician, priest or a judge, just the guy in the yellow car with the funny light on top. Job description? Get people to where they want to go safely, and I'll add to that with all the charm and grace that I can muster. Hey, thank you for listening to episode one of my Taxi Mark podcast. This next story is a little more light-hearted. It's a busy Sunday morning, about 2am. I'm doing a laneway bar run, which is one of my favourite things to do. Melbourne's full of little laneways with lots of little bars and cafes and other interesting places. So I'm going down one of my favourite little lanes outside a bar that I know pretty well. And there's a guy just jumps in front of the cab and starts speaking quite loudly, saying that he won't move unless I take him and his mate home. And he's sort of a little bit objectionable at first, going, I'm not moving, three taxis have uh, rejected me, Uh, you've got to take me. And I've looked over at the security guard in front of this bar that him and his mate have come over and then I've looked to his left and seen the mate. Now the mate is sitting on the security guard's stool. He can't stand up, his head's slumped over, he looks nearly half asleep and he's a big guy. I don't want to take this guy. I don't want to take either of these guys. So I said to him, mate, look at your mate. He's He's just munted. Uh, You've got to be kidding me. He's just going to throw up. He said, no, he won't throw up. He won't throw up. And he says, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. And he is standing right in front of the cab. I'm not moving. You've got to take me. You've got to take me. Well, look, there's a part of me that really admires this guy. He's looking after his mate. He's trying to get them home. So I agree. But initially, the guy doesn't sort of hear me. I say, mate... I agree. Just slow down, shush up, let's get your buddy into the car and let's get you home. I'm going to take you. He says, oh, great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then we try to get the guy into the car. He's made into the car. So with the help of the security guard, who's a pretty big guy himself, we struggle and we get this bloke in the cab, we buckle him up and away we go. It turns out I've got Simon and Alan. Simon, who's a little bit elevated, is the talkative one and the the guy that was stopped in front of the cab. And Alan, he's the really drunk big guy. So we haven't gone very far and I've ascertained that Simon and Alan, both English, they've been out for a night on the town and I've said to Simon, well, Simon, you're just a little bit drunk, mate, but your mate, he's just stuffed. What were you doing? What was he drinking? And he said, I don't know. Uh, We were both drinking the same thing and all of a sudden he just went downhill. I said, oh, mate, did you have anything to eat? He said, well, I did, but I didn't see Alan eating anything. Anyway, we haven't got far um, from the city. In fact, we're right on the city fringe, corner of Wellington and Spring Street. There's a lovely park there. When all of a sudden, Alan, the drunk, he says, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. And he lurches for the door. So I quickly pull over 
uh, and Alan throws the door open and actually falls out of the taxi and starts dry retching on the footpath. After he's finished dry retching, both myself and Simon are out of the cab, standing over him, looking at him. I point to his little pile of business that's on the footpath and said to Simon, well, there's your problem, mate. He's had nothing to eat. He's just... This is just stomach bile. He's in a bad way. He's got alcohol poisoning. And Simon says to me, well, you know, let's just get him back into the taxi and get him home. So I say, OK. So Simon and I try to lift Alan, who's this really big guy, but he is just smashed and he's an absolute dead weight. We can't get him in because he's resisting. He's telling us to... F off, he's telling us that we're a pack of this and a pack of that and okay with throwing his arms around and kicking with his legs, so much so that we can't really get him into the taxi. We've asked him and he won't move. So Simon says to me, well, what can we do? You just can't leave us here. And I said to him, well, actually I can, (laughs) but I'm not going to. Let's just try and get you home. And Simon says, well, can we get some police help? And I said, Simon, this isn't London, home of community policing. Mate, this is Australia. This is frontier land. If we get the police over here, number one, Alan is drunk in a public place. Number two, if he doesn't do what the police say, that's failing to obey a police direction. Number three, if he uses abusive language, that's also a charge. If he doesn't do uh, what they say and he throws an arm or two around and offers up a kick or three, that's resisting arrest. Mate, he's straight down to the Metropolitan Assessment Prism. There they'll photograph him, they'll take his prints, they'll do his DNA and he'll be charged. I look down at Alan and say, hey, big guy, did you hear that? What do you think about all that? And even though he's pretty non mentis, he's been listening and he just responds with the ubiquitous F off. Simon asked me again, what are we going to do? You just can't leave us here. And I said, Simon, I've told you, mate, I'm not going to leave you here. I've got one more trick up my sleeve. And he said, well, what's that? So I go round to the driver's seat of the car and grab my smartphone. I go, hey Alan, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a picture of you lying on the footpath right next to a big pile of vomit and I'm going to post it on my Facebook page. I've got thousands of followers and they'll see it and they'll post it and it'll become viral and your mum and dad will see it back home in England, your little brothers and your little sisters, your aunts and your uncles, your, everybody in your family, everybody you love is going to see this, and what are they going to think of you? There's a little bit of silence, and then all of a sudden, Alan utters, you wouldn't do that. And I said, yes, I would, mate. The camera's right here, right now, and I'm about to take your picture. So then he comes to life and he crawls on his hands and knees back into the open door of the cab. I quickly buckle him up, shut the door and say to Simon, quick, jump in, let's go.
Simon jumps in and off we go. Simon says to me, you're a genius. I say to him, be that asset may, Simon, what about the subtext here? And he says, what do you mean? And I go, well, Simon, I've threatened him with the full scope of the law. No response. So I threaten him now with a bit of social media and he responds. So the law doesn't mean anything to Simon, but social media and the alienation from that means everything. What do you think about that? Simon told me, I think it's a bit too deep, but you're right. So anyway, we pull up in this Richmond street. We finally get to Alan's door and stop. And then I realise the last stage is in front of us. Getting Alan out of the car and to his home. So Simon and I, we brave it. We eventually get him, not quite on his hands and knees, but he's crawling, I'm holding the back, his back so he won't fall over and whack his head and Simon's dragging him by the arms and he's sort of being duck-walked across the footpath and I say to Simon, are you staying the night with your mate or are we just going to leave him on the doorstep? And he said, no, no, I've got to get him inside. And I said, well, you're going to have to fish through his pockets to get his keys. He said, that's okay. And I said, well, my work's done. Can I go now? And he said, no. And he reached into his pocket and he's produced a $50 note. And he said, Mark, you've been the best taxi we could have possibly found. Thank you very much. And I thought, what good form. So I thanked him and I jumped into the cab and headed off, thinking, well... Australia has a big thing about mates. We don't have a monopoly on it and it's just really lovely to see that that whole mateship ethic is alive and well and on the streets of Melbourne. And by the way, I don't have a Facebook page.